Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. Welcome back. This is part two of Deirdre's two-part series on energy and the internet and keeping the energy moving, which is key to keeping your audience engaged during a webinar. Now, Deirdre, in part one, you shared your formula for this, but you only shared part of the formula. This is part two. Let's get the rest of that formula, shall we? Keep the sharing coming, please. Yes, yes, I will. Let me give a little recap um, just to do a little refresh or in case you missed the last episode. So one of the compliments that I get, and again, uh, I'm not trying to brag, but you'll see why in a minute while why I'm sharing this. One of the compliments I routinely get is, Deirdre, I can't believe I paid attention for so long. And so oftentimes I'm doing a half-day presentation, a full-day presentation. Um, I'll do this online. I'll do this in person. And people will come up to me and say, I cannot believe I paid attention for that long. Or they'll <laughs> type it in the chat or send me an email when it's virtual. And I think that's a, that's a great compliment because it's not easy to do that. And you can only make an impact on people's lives when they're paying attention to you, right? So that's why I treasure that so much. But here's why I'm not bragging. Here's why I'm sharing it. You can do that too. It is not because I have some secret uh, engagement. Well, it is because I have a secret engagement formula, but it's not because I have this innate skill to do it. It's a learned skill, okay? And I love sharing this because once you start using this formula, you can do the same thing. Now, at a very high level, what you have to realize is when you're delivering content, you cannot go into a one-dimensional lecture mode, right? Mm Mm-hmm will tune out and get bored. Mm -hmm. You have to serve up your content in multiple different ways. And you have to keep serving it in different ways so that you're tapping people emotionally, you're kind of keeping them on their toes and they're staying engaged. So this formula that we're discussing today and in the last episode shows you how to arrange your content so that you can do that. So C-E-T-A is the formula. I call mm-hmm. it the CETA formula, okay? And last episode, we talked about the C. And so the C means that you want to keep your demeanor and the words you use uh, sounding very conversational, okay? I'm not going to get into this. Go back to the last episode, please, if you want all the tips and tricks on how to do that. But basically, you want your listeners to feel like they are one listener and like you are talking directly to them. Right. Now, the E, the E is one of the major areas where you will be able to keep the energy moving. Okay. The E is instead of just delivering a presentation, a video, a podcast, a lecture, you actually deliver an experience. Oh, oh, I saw the E in experience and I thought your experience, but here you're offering the experience. Okay. Yes. 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 Love that. No, you need to offer your listener an experience with you. Right. Okay. So how on earth do you do that? The way you do that is you take your content. Your content is generally the information you want to get across and you weave 
anchors, like a boat anchor, you Mm -hmm. weave anchors throughout your content. And an anchor is something that is going to anchor what you're saying in the hearts, minds, and, and bodies and souls of your listener. That sounds hard. Well, it sounds harder than it actually is once you get the hang of it and start doing it. So let me give you a list of anchors, okay? I think I'm hitting them all, but I'll tell you what, I will not claim to have an exhaustive list. So if you think of something else, like add it to the list. So anchors are stories. They are analogies. They are activities. They are polls. In the case of a webinar, a poll. They are videos. They are props. Hmm. Those are the main anchors. And when I say activities, there's a lot of things that could fall under that. You could do role plays. You could have um, some sort of quiz. You could do, if you're doing it virtually, you could do breakout rooms, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're talking about how to have energy in the internet. One of the main ways to do that is to consistently, and this is what I'm doing in my presentations the entire time, is I'm having people talk to me in the chat. Mm hmm. Right. I'm I'm asking questions, whether sometimes they're rhetorical, sometimes they're actually questions I want answers to. And when I want answers, I'll say, type in the chat, you know, the last time you listened to a podcast, what was the podcast about? And then I'm like, oh, Patrice, you listened to Crazy Good Talks. Oh, it was about speaking. Right. And I'm calling out your name, calling out your name. And I'm commenting on what you're saying. Right. Right. Um, Putting people in breakout rooms is another way to keep the engagement going. So maybe you do kind of a big group presentation for, let's say you have 60 minutes and you do a big group for 20 minutes, then you give them some sort of activity or exercise to do in a breakout room and you give them 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and then you come back and you debrief and then you deliver some more content and then you close. That's a great way to keep the energy moving. And they have a stake in there if they've already, if they've taken part in um, some kind of activity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And let's say you don't have the uh, luxury of breakout rooms. You're not on a platform where you can do that. You can still have them do an activity like a pen and paper activity right right there. True. I've done that before. Take out a piece of paper. Okay, go ahead and jot this down. Do this, do that. Okay, now type in the chat your answers. Right? I mean, Mm -hmm. so don't feel like because you're in a virtual environment, you can't also use real world tools like paper and pencil. I love paper and pencil. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> polls. Polls are a great way to to break the energy and to keep the energy moving. It's a good activity. So, you know, when it comes to the online world, breaking up the content with activity is really necessary. And that's how I can keep people engaged for a long period of time virtually because it's not just Deirdre lecturing for 60 minutes or a half day or full day. We're constantly moving out of activities. Okay. Okay. Now, stories and analogies, and I think you probably noticed this with me, Patrice, as we're doing this podcast. Do you notice how I'm constantly weaving story and analogy into my teaching? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and so that's, so I model everything I teach. So that's what you want to do is you want to be weaving. So in addition to having activities, particularly the activities are crucial when you're, when you're delivering virtually. 
But in addition to that, you do want to weave story and analogy throughout. Mm-hmm. Now, that that means you need to learn how to become a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And right? you can do that. And, yeah, that's episodes, what, I think it's three and four. I was going to say, you, you've you gone through that. Yeah. Yeah. So episodes three and four are all about storytelling. And we have a st- storytelling course. So if you're interested in that, check out our website, Crazy Good Talks, look under training courses, and you can see it's called the Emotionally Engaging Advisor. And uh, even if you're not advisor, the, the content would actually apply to you. So, so, so get adept and skilled at that. And then some other things that you can do is, you know, share a video. I'll deliver presentations where I want to give an example of something I'm teaching and I'll show a video demonstration of it, of one of my clients, say delivering a story or a snippet of a presentation. You know, you could show a funny video. Um, I'm not a lawyer. You got to make sure the copyright, if it's not yours, you got to figure all that out, make sure you do that. But the concept is right. Showing videos. I've used props. In my presentations, I've had clients use props. We were just, um, I was just critiquing a video the other day and the uh, video starts and the, the the gentleman is holding up a picture frame of a, of a picture someone gave him. And I was immediately intrigued. <laughs> yes, yes, I would be too. Right, wouldn't you be? So that's an example of keeping the energy moving. Oh, and then the other thing too, and I didn't mention is actually using really great digital images. So I don't mean slides where it's like all this text, Mm-hmm. But slides like my slide designer, David Goldman, I'll give David a plug here, he's amazing, designs where it's images, they're rich images. Sometimes there's things moving in the slide. Sometimes things are moving out of the slide. My slides make sounds sometimes. So your your digital images, your slides can also be uh, a way to keep the energy moving. Okay. So anything that you think my listener would be missing from what I just explained, Patrice? I think that everything you've said is very engaging. Yes. Yes. And the, you know, the trick is now to, 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 to practice it and actually start applying it to your content. Yeah. Okay. And, and so one of the things that I do when I'm looking at a new piece of content is I kind of jot down all the facts and figures, quote unquote, that I want my listener to get. And then I look at it and I go, okay, how can I make that come alive? Mm-hmm. How can I make this concept about opening with a bang, right? You must, you must open in a powerful way, mm-hmm. actually come alive so that people never forget it and that they feel my message and that they're engaged. And then I will come up with a story and analogy and activity to, to help bring that point to life. All right. We've got conversation. We've got experience. Yep. What is tea? Oh, I love tea. Okay. Tea is get them thinking about themselves. So let me ask you this. Have you, Patrice, ever gone to a presentation? And again, I'm using this term widely, right? It could be a Mm -hmm. video podcast, right? Where someone's presenting content. And you feel like everything they're saying is just about them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? So I'll, I'll tell you what they missed. What they missed was peppering thinking questions throughout their presentation. So there's two types of thinking questions. The type one is the type where you don't create what I call lazy listeners. Hmm. Okay. A lazy listener is when the presenter is just spoon feeding all of their content. Instead, I like my audiences to co-create or be a part of creating the content with me. You do that right here in this podcast. I do. I do that all the time, right? 
<laughs> I do that. That's by design. That's by design. And so you get two benefits. One, you're not going to sound like everything's about you. And two, you're going to have a way more engaged audience. So as an example, um, and, and I did this in the in the in episode one, I asked you the question, you know, how long does the typical adult pay attention for? And the answer you said was seven to 10 minutes. But I asked you to give me the answer. This is right? true. You did. You did indeed. Yes. So then what I will do is I will, after I have my content sketched out, I will go back through and say, okay, which of my facts and figures would lend itself well to asking the audience to actually take a stab at the answer? So what I do is I sketch out my content and then I go back through and I say, okay, which which pieces of like, which of my facts or figures would lend itself well to, to me having the audience guess the answer or mm-hmm. throw out answers. And then I'll pick like maybe three, two, three, you know, areas. It depends. I mean, if it's a half day, we're doing that a lot more. But the point is you don't want it to sound contrived and you don't want them to go, gosh, like I thought this was your presentation. Why are you making me work so hard, right? For this. So so just kind of sprinkle it, pepper it. It's like pepper, right? That you're sprinkling on throughout. And what's what's great about that piece of uh, or that strategy is not only do you get them engaged and involved and you, and you don't have this lazy listener, but they will feel like even if you never allowed them to ask you a question, Patrice, they will feel like it was an interactive presentation. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yes, it does. Yeah. Exactly. I can't tell you the number of times where, where I haven't done Q&A and people will be like, oh, my gosh, that was so interactive. And I kind of smile because I'm thinking, isn't that interesting? You didn't get to ask me anything. And yet you felt it was interactive. It's because I'm engaging you how I want to engage you. So right. I'm totally keeping my control. Right. I'm asking you to answer the questions I want you to answer. And you raise the energy level when you're doing that. It's, it's, it's just such a great strategy. I love this strategy. The, the second type of thinking question is when you get them thinking about themselves as it relates to your content. So earlier I asked you, have you ever sat in a presentation and it felt like the speaker was talking all about themselves? Right. So the, the nuance that they missed, Patrice, is they didn't step out of their content and step into your life. So as an example, when I asked the question, have you ever been to a presentation where it felt like the speaker was talking all about themselves? That was an example of me stepping out of my content for a moment and bringing you into the content by having you think of your own experience related to what I'm saying. Okay, right. Right? So another way you could do this is let's say you're telling a story let's say you're telling a story about something difficult. So I'll just go back to me for a moment. When I'm talking about losing my mom, I will say something about, you know, let's say, let's say I were to say, you know, my mom and then my mom was killed. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, or maybe you've experienced yourself losing my mom that way uh, had a really big impact on my life. Right. So see how I'm engaging them and involving them Mm -hmm. in my experience. Yes. I have a story I tell where my acting teacher um, wasn't very careful with his words, right? And 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 told me I wasn't I wasn't good in front of a whole class of of my you know my uh, fellow students. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and what I'll say is it it felt like it was like a like a punch to the stomach or like a knife in your heart. Um, ha- have you ever felt that way where someone just says something to you and it's just so 
unexpected that it just devastates you. Do well, you th- that's exactly how I felt in that moment. Do you then see your audience members nodding? Oh, they're totally nodding. You can actually kind of see them looking up like they're thinking. They're thinking of their own experience. And then in that way, your stories, your information isn't just about you any longer. It's about you and them. Yeah. And then they feel like they're a part of it. Oh, I love it. I love love, the tactic. It's really my favorite. I love the thinking. I love both types of thinking questions. You use them for different reasons, but they're very powerful when put together. And so I will do the same thing. I'll go back through my content and I will just write in some of these thinking questions so that I bring my audience Mm -hmm. into my material. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the A, the final piece of the formula is application. Application. Please do not deliver a presentation that's all theory where someone couldn't take one nugget and go back to their own life and make their lives better. Make sure you have at least one tangible thing they can do to make their life better. Nice. Like an an actionable item. Yeah. An actionable item, something they can apply to their life. And, you know, when I do um, a presentation, let's say it's 60 minutes, generally a 60 minute presentation will have three points. That means I need to repeat CETA three times. So for every point you have CETA. Got it. All right. Yes. I was saying this is a one time a one-time deal for an entire presentation, but no, you're absolutely no. right. Yes, every point. Yes. Every point has a CETA, and every point might have multiple experiences, multiple anchors, and multiple thinking questions. Oh, my. But you need not have multiple applications. And sometimes you won't have an application for a point because you don't want to try to shoehorn in an application. But if you deliver a 60-minute presentation, make sure you have at least one application, if not more. And should you present that at the end? So here's the thing with the seed of the with the seed of formula. Think of a smoothie and not a parfait. I love it. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. So I'm demonstrating the use of analogy. <laughs> okay. <right>. <laughs> so in a parfait, you have the layers, right? And you can see every ingredient. You can see the yogurt. You see the fruit. You see the granola and any like whipped cream <laughs> on top. You can see them. In a smoothie, you can't see them. They're all blended right. together. Cita is blended together. There's no, this goes first, this goes second, this goes third, this goes last. No, this is blended together like a symphony, like a smoothie. Nice. Yes. That really brings it all together for me. I Again, I was seeing it as a very individualistic step-by-step, but this brings it all together. I love it. Well, what's going to happen, Patrice, in the beginning when you first start using the formula is it, it is a bit step-by-step step because you're learning sure. a new skill. Sure. So you might want to write out your content and then look at it. Okay, where do I add right. anchors? Okay, where do I put the right? Over time, like for me now, it, it the whole thing flows naturally. But that's years of practice and repetition. This is where you call Deirdre and say, Deirdre, I need help. Yes. I would love to help you. If you're in my year-long speaking program, we will work on this a lot. (laughs) I would absolutely love to help you. Okay. And then, um, so that's where the A might be at the end. It might not. A lot of times it is Mm -hmm. just because it makes sense. You're sort of leading up to that, but Mm -hmm. I have presentations where, where it's not. So I don't want to get prescriptive about that. It, It goes where it, where it makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's the formula. So let me just recap it. C is for conversation. 
E is for experience, T is for thinking, A is for application. Once you master this formula and you start weaving it into all of your content, and, and this can be used in a five-minute presentation, this can be used in a full-day presentation. Again, this can be used online, in-person, video, podcast, book, article, social media post. I mean, there is like nowhere that this can't and shouldn't be used. And what you're going to notice is you will really stand out from the crowd. You will really have that emotional connection and engagement. And because of that, you will really make a crazy (laughs) good impact. And that makes me very excited because we are all about helping you make a crazy good impact. And how can people reach you? How can people reach me? Well, I would love it if you subscribe to the podcast, if you passed it along, and if you wanted to reach me, I love connecting on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn, Deirdre Van Nast, and even say, hey, I'm a listener of your podcast and would love to connect. And if you ever have a question, that's the best place to ask me directly. Thank you, Deirdre. Thank you so much. Remember, folks, this is part two of a two-part series about CETA, and moving that energy while you're speaking virtually. You can contact Deirdre. She gave the information. If you need that jump start, you need Deirdre. As I said before, and I love this analogy of mine, and she's better than any energy drink in a can. Smoothie or parfait, doesn't matter. So follow or subscribe. Please share your questions. Share with friends your insight. And Deirdre, thanks again. I'm Patrice Sakora, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 